Oregon Ramen is in a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. Serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in the Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Charcy Lux. And tonight we are talking about a single one-shot, which came out a little while ago, so we're a little out of order with this. However, the story itself is extremely relevant to what's happening and what we're currently covering in Hack Slash, the ongoing series. So it's actually important to do it. It's called Hack Slash, Me Without You, and it is Vlad's origin story. And, I mean, it kind of goes hand-in-hand since we just did Cassie's origin story not too long ago. Correct. And Vlad is running into his origin story currently right now in the ongoing series. Yes. Me Without You, and we're going to get right into the plot synopsis and everything about it right now. Me Without You was published back in January of 2010. And we're currently in the 2012 right now of Hackslash. Me Without You was written um, uh, written by Tim Sealy with art by Daniel Leister, letters by Chris Crank, uh, colorist Mark Engelhart, and cover artists are Daniel Leister and Ross Campbell. The We'll get into the two covers in just a bit. Our story opens up three years ago from current time period of 2010. It's saying three years ago. So they're basically saying that this was three years prior to Cassie and Vlad meeting. Some people happen along who they believe to be the next victim of the Meat Man, a butchered-up old man. 26 years ago in Chicago, we see a couple running for their lives with a disfigured child after they are killed by a couple of psychotic sisters. The disfigured child is revealed to be a baby Vlad. Two years ago, Vlad is mourning the loss of the man who was a father figure to him, the butcher of the local town that he happened to live in. Vlad happens upon a young girl who's mourning at a, a, a grave and tries to befriend her. She's first horrified by his appearance, but later on realizes that he is a gentle soul who is just trying to protect her. Unbeknownst to them, they're being watched by people who are connected to Vlad's mysterious past, which goes even further backwards into this story than we are probably going to get into this issue. Vlad continues to be her protector and watch out for her, despite the fact that he's not of her world and watches her do things with humans that he only wishes he could do with, but he feels as though he found a good friend with her. Unbeknownst to him, he runs into the two women who are supposedly like sisters to him, and he butchers the both of them. Much to his friend's horror, they ru- she runs away, and Vlad feels very much alone. He goes back to the butcher's shop, and we see Vlad rustling in a trash can, just as Cassie comes up behind him, about to kill him. And the story continues in Hack Slash, I think, euthanized? Yeah, I believe Hold on. euthanized. What were you saying? Yeah, I believe euthanized. You were right. So the first cover has Vlad with two giant knives and two scantily clad, sexy as hell, teenage girls with little next to nothing 
cuddling him. One headed headed one blonde. Are we believed to be are these believed to be his like the two sisters that are following him around? honestly don't know because they don't look like any of the characters in this issue so maybe just to have two sexy babes in front of them i guess maybe and then the other cover by ross campbell just has vlad's giant face on the cover wearing his mask which i'm wondering if i have that one in the back i always should remember to just uh take it to the back i don't think i have that one so no i but i can see the other one so three years ago when this happens um in Chicago, we are believed that uh, 2010, so it was around 2007-ish, that Cassie and Vlad first met each other? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know how much of a rolling timeline Tim has in the Cassie and Vlad stories, but I'm assuming it's a rolling timeline like Marvel, because Cassie is still perceived to be in her early 20s. Yes. Okay. Um, the way that Daniel draws this guy disemboweled is absolutely amazing. Yes. I was going to say, and uh, the way he's chopped up, his bones are mashed along with everything. It's just, it's grotesque and it's fantastic. This woman that's cradling Vlad 26 years ago, which means Vlad is 26 years old, roughly, maybe 27, based on the way the baby looks. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is Vlad's mother? Yes, this is Vlad's mother and his father. And this is his father? Okay, because he does yep. kind of look, but, I mean, he just looks like a random black guy. It's hard to tell with the skin tone because of the way Vlad's skin is constantly being altered. Yes, but, yep, these are both his parents, so his father and his mother. And, of course, we get to the part in the subway where the people who want to take Vlad from them catch up to him, and he thinks he's going to trick them, and... So that she can run away with Vlad, but obviously we know what ends up happening with that. Now, I wonder why they skip ahead um, several years to when the, the butcher finds Vlad as a baby to when the butcher dies. Do you think it was just a matter because it's a 22-page comic book? I think just because of needing to shorten it. And in the long run, as important as the butcher is, he's not like 100% important to the storyline. No, yeah, I guess you're right. Now, I think Vlad could have successfully run the butcher shop by himself, just, you know, hired some kid to work the counter while he chopped up the meat in the back, don't you? Oh, yeah, he definitely could have. But we all know how uh, an introvert Vlad is, so hiring somebody, I don't know if he'd know how to hire somebody. Can you read what's on the grave that the girl is visiting? Again, my eyesight is a little wonky right now because of the COVID vaccine. Yeah, let me find it. It says, here lies... Thomas Christos Agros, well, I can't see the full, but it's her last name, uh, husband, father, friend of, and then blank, and then community, I think. It's a little covered by her umbrella, but I, I believe that's supposed to be your father's grave that she's visiting. Hmm. This kind of reminds me of um, uh, two kindred souls meeting in a graveyard. Have you ever seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Yes, but it's been a while. But yeah, that there, there was a scene kind of similar to this. Right in the beginning of the uh, film, during the flashback, Bruce meets um, Andrea Beaumont in the graveyard. Sees her talking to, you know, well, herself, but she's talking to her parents' grave. Um, later on, uh, when he's investigating the death of the second mobster by the hands of the phantasm, he visits his parents' grave and then notices, on, and then and then see, realizes somebody else is in the cemetery, and it's Andrea revisiting her parents' grave. And then he runs away, and she runs ah. after him, and he disappears. Well, that's cool. 
he runs after her, she runs after him, he disappears, and then she realizes what grave Batman was standing next to is the grave of the Waynes. Oh, and so, that's when yeah, she, that kind of gives her a hint there. Yeah, she puts two and two together and realizes the Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, moving on, the um, the dark room. Have you ever worked at a printing or a photo studio, by the way? Yes, I have, actually. Did you have to develop photos like the way the sisters are? Yes, and it is very difficult so, right, but weren't you trained in the dark to do it so that way you could do it blindfolded? Basically, yeah. yeah. It's such a cool way to teach somebody how to remember something through muscle memory is to do it blindfolded. I was like, how am I going to be able to see anything? He's like, you're gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna put your hands where they need to be, and you're gonna, and everything's gonna be exactly where it's supposed to be when you come in here. So that way you could do it in the dark with no problems. And I did it, you know, after a while by myself in the dark. It was amazing. Kind of like remembering how to ride a motorcycle. The more and more you do it, the muscle memory really kicks in. And that is very true. And it's one of those weird phenomenons because that, that first time you're in there, it's like, I can't do this. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> so this guy in the wheelchair is Vlad's grandfather. Yes, and he is very creepy looking, but he's almost got, like, animalistic looks to him compared to what Vlad does. Vlad's at least more human looking than what this guy is. Correct. Um, and so was his father, too. Yeah. Yeah, his mother was, like, you know, some hot blonde girl. Very true, which, of course, I don't think it's in this issue they touch on it, but in the future one that we're going to read, it should explain exactly why the women look hot, but the men look like grotesque creatures. Now, this woman, we never see her again after this, right? The the, the friend of um, Miss Mari, the friend of Vlad that Mari, runs away. Do we she, ever see her she again? She does. She does? Yes, she comes back, yes. Okay, when does she come back? I, I want to say in the next one. I, I think in this next issue she comes back. Okay. I wasn't sure maybe it was Resurrection or not. It's um, been so long since I've gone through them. It's like, but yeah, she does come back. There's a great um, Spike one-shot written by James Marsden that uh, deals with Spike's first outing in the world with a soul. And he meets this like, young girl that he tries to save. And he ends up scaring the shit out of her when he ends up killing somebody who's trying to kill her. You know, and it's his first, like, kill with a soul, and he feels horrible about it. And then later yeah. on in the ongoing Buffy comic book, he um, meets up with her again, and she, like, for she asks for his forgiveness for running away like that, you know what I mean? Because he can't help being Aww. who he is as a vampire, and he explains to her that how he just got his soul for the first time back in years, and he didn't quite understand what was going on. So this takes, so that one shot James wrote, by the way, takes place between, like, season six and seven of Buffy. Okay. Buffy is very problematic yeah. to read and watch these days because of Joss Whedon. Yeah, and the things that have come out. I used to be such a huge fan. Especially writing, reading the comic books he wrote and watching the episodes that he wrote or watching the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer after we know about Kristen Swanson and her allegiances. Yeah. And Luke Perry, unfortunately, passing away. And that's just really depressing because he was so young in his early 50s. Oh my gosh, and I, I love Luke Perry. He he was such a great guy and a great actor. So. Everyone I ever knew who met Luke Perry in person at conventions or worked with him who was a guest on my show has never had a bad thing to say about Luke Perry. And I've had very similar experiences, so yeah. But it's just, it's really difficult to get back into the Buffy Angel stuff. 
because of all that. Always one of those difficult things where it's like, do you separate the art from the artist? And yeah, it, it is one of those things where it's like, there's this dark undertone to something like that. Right, right. Um, Vlad kills these two women in such graphic ways, pinning them to the wall. And I think this would definitely scare the hell out of me if a friend of mine did this. Even, yeah, even her knowing that he was a bodyguard in that, but the fact that he chops up one of the sisters is the fact that, you know, he's trying to mimic it and make it look like the meat man did it. But, yeah, he does this in front of uh, Mary and, of course, scares the bejesus out of her. And then while he's rummaging around the trash can, he meets Cassie, which, again, leads into the origin story that we're familiar with from Euthanized. Yes, and of course, um, I I do like the tie-in from Cassie's origin story, that at the end of that, we have a similar page, but we have Cassie's view from when she's jumping on top of Vlad. Correct. December 2010, The Third Degree was with Ian Churchill, artist best known for... Elephant Men and Supergirl, Superman, other DC books. And the back of the issue, we have a uh, ad for Love Bunny and Mr. Hell, written and drawn by Tim Seeley, Volume 1, the cult classic from the creator of Hackslash, now in full color. I've always wanted to get into those and to read those. Uh, I just need to do it. Just go and buy them and read them. Overall, a very quick uh, one-and-done origin story, but definitely seeds that are uh, filtering into the ongoing narrative, uh, like the good... Again, it's called The Good Son, you said? Parts 1, 2, and 3 coming up? All right. It is The Good Son, and it's two issues, because it's uh, volume uh, 16 and 17. Okay. So sixteen issues 16 and 17 are the next ex- episode of Hackslash Goth Girl Horror... The Hacks, the, uh, what is the name of our show? Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash <laughs> Podcast. We are planning on doing, in a previous episode, we talked about doing Trailers episode, uh, uh, issue two. However, we found out, I have found out some information from Tim Seeley about Trailers issue two, and it's never been reprinted and not planning to ever be reprinted. So it's a kind of a one and done comic book, and Charcy has to hunt down a copy of it, and we will eventually get to it. Most of the stories in Trailers 2 can kind of take place anytime in the Hackslash pantheon. They're not really in continuity. They're just like 13 little short vignettes in a 64-page comic book. And I did the first one with um, the Hackslash cosplayer over on Twitter, if you've seen her channel or her, or her Twitter account. Uh, but uh, Charcy and I will get to the Trailers issue 2, and we will also be getting to, very soon, the Hackslash versus Halloween Man. Yes. And that, that's a good issue, too. Correct. And at some point, um, someone asked, uh, well, when are you going to do Nailbiter? Because that happens before Vlad dies. Uh, we got an email and just, just asked that. And I said, oh, that's a good question. And then I asked uh, Charcy, and she said, I guess it kind of takes place whenever. I have Nailbiter Volume 1 by Joshua Williams, so I definitely want to uh, read it and get it. Uh, read it. I already own it. So, Charcy, where can everyone find us? They can find us at goth girl horror on our twitter or for my twitter which is charcy lux or your twitter for radio of horror do you love what you hear in the podcast please go to buy a cup of coffee the radio of horror link is in the show notes but it's on top of the twitter page or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash radio of horror and you can help support the other podcast here on the radio of horror network donations go towards cloud service and new equipment thank you Gonna stop tonight Let the villains know That she's looking for a fight
your back.